How's it going, everybody? Welcome to Press YYZ. This is your second helping, which we actually have a name for the show now. My name is Alex Ballant, and I'm joined by the one, the only, Mitch George. Yay! Show and, and on the on the technical side of everything, we have Cozy, who you can't see right now unless he turned on the Cozy Cam. I, you can see me right now because <gasps> I'm did not watching just the turn stream. on the cam. The magics of Twitch. Hey. Uh, speaking of which, you can catch the show every Wednesday normally on Twitch at twitch.tv slash pressyyz or on podcast services wherever you consume them. Yeah. And so the reason why we are here today is because a few weeks ago you did a special Q&A with Nathan and now it's your turn. Crap. Yeah. Are you ready? No. Okay, well, let's just jump into it anyway. <laughs> Were you gonna how jump are you? The I'm well, good. Just how are you today? That's that's my first question. <laughs> yeah, no, I think a bit of preamble is, is good before we hop right into the questions. But no, I'm good. Um, you know, I know we don't know when this is going to release, but, you know, quarantine is still a thing. 2020 is still a shit show. Um, but no, keeping keeping sane, trying to get out and going for walks when possible and keeping a safe distance from people. Picked up a couple of reusable face masks which is fun mine is orange with polka dots of, of course because that matches my brand entirely uh Boy, yeah no so keeping you. keeping sane keeping keeping safe how are you that's good i'm doing okay um it's i mean the days are really starting to blend together even more than they already have but Ain't that the truth i'm I'm just trying to be as productive as I can with the creative adventures that I've got going for me and that I could potentially start with all of this unlimited freedom. It's the only thing that I've got sort of right now to sort of rein me in and just not like fall into whatever depression hole that the whole situation could potentially be. If I'm keeping busy, then I can I can get through this. And if you ever need ideas or advice on what to do to keep busy i'm pretty good with game recommendations movies books hell yeah streaming whatever it is you got to keep moving because if you're not moving your your own mind will catch up to you in these trying times yeah uh in the words of the famous gary witta if you're not making moves you're standing still have you been watching any of that talk show he's been doing I've been doing the highlights for it. I haven't like watched it live. Unfortunately, when we record YYZ is when he does one. He does the after dark show when yeah. we go live. So unfortunately, we can't watch that. But I've been watching a lot of the highlights from it, and it is the coolest idea that I think anyone has ever done with a game. And like, it, at least as of recently, it's so cool. It's so topical, right? Because this has been in the front of everyone's mind during quarantine is the addiction to Animal Crossing, and he it's 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 crazy like he had danny treo and elijah wood on the other night for god's sake yeah and t-pain and also he's in talks with reggie and aoc like just, what the hell how that's insane and i can't wait to see how big this thing can possibly go oh wait question in the chat movie recommendation um i just watched bumblebee bumblebee's really good it is very good it's i think it's on netflix I could be wrong, but I'm pretty I sure it's think on Netflix. so as well. I, the last time I checked it was. but uh, uh, What else have I watched recently? Um, watching a lot of Disney+. Plus. We watched... Ooh. What did we watch the other night? Oh, yeah. We watched the original 1979 Muppets movie, which was a lot of fun. So uh, I guess... Sorry, go ahead. 
Oh, no, I'm just going to say, I uh, actually have a Disney question on here. So okay, I might as well I'll just jump up. in. No, I'll just jump into that uh, right <laughs> well, away. Do you want to go into uh, a bit of how we started or like how we like yeah, that, became those were the friends qu- those, and started yeah, this whole thing? Okay, okay then let's jump let's, right into it. Let's do that. Let's do that then. I just kind of wanted to try to keep it flowing, but I guess we can just, we can take a step back and we'll get it's back up to, to you. Disney. It's all um, up to you. So who are you? I am Mitch. Who is Mitch George? Who is he? This guy. But, no, but uh, who are you? How, how deep do we want to go with this? Oh yeah. How philosophical do I want to get on? Who am I? No, I mean, you know, I'm a 20 something guy marrying a beautiful 20 something woman in a few months, hopefully. Uh, gamer disney aficionado uh, software developer by both education and line of work uh so i make the computers do what the computers do um and yeah uh, not not totally i'm not a very complex guy if you have you know anything pop culture related i'm all in and games and yeah nothing crazy all right uh so i guess the next question i would ask is how did we meet and what was sort of the yeah, how did let's let's just start with that. Like, how did how did Mitch George meet the YYZ crew? So I know I met Nathan at a kind of funny meetup at Shark Club in twenty eighteen. I don't know. I don't remember yeah. if you were there or not. Were you there? I was not. I was. You not. were not. I yeah. That was I. I started doing the kind of funny meetups uh, last year. So so we would have probably we would have met then at the CNE. Yes. So you and I met at the CNE when kind of funny was there in twenty nineteen. Uh, and unfortunately there will not be a 2020 CNE, so no yep. repeats this year, but no, I, I mean, it just sort of, flew I just want like to interject and say that I was also at the shark club in 2018. Yes. Uh, I although I arrived that. a little bit late, uh, because I decided to walk there instead of taking a car or a bus, but yeah, uh, I, I suspect I'll probably talk about that event from my perspective another time. Yeah, and I think I you may have gotten there either after Carmen. Like, so my fiance Carmen and I went together. She was actually, I was very apprehensive about going. So they were in town for EGLX, another Toronto gaming convention. I wasn't at that, uh, but I knew that this meetup was happening and was, you know, on the fence. Do I go? Do I not go? Just, you know, general social anxiety because I'm a, quite, I, I might be loud. And I might be able to talk for hours, but I'm pretty introverted most normally. So oh, yeah. honestly, if she hadn't given me the kick in the pants I needed to go down to this thing and she came with me, thankfully, we wouldn't be here, or at least I wouldn't be here right now. So thanks to Carmen, honestly, for a lot of this. Well, I mean, we probably all wouldn't be here because you were the one who, you and Nathan were the ones who started the Facebook group, which then in turn was the yes. place where Cozy posted about starting a kind of funny toronto podcast so that is it correct. all comes together because of you and nathan having that original sort of kick so in a lot of ways we can all thank carmen for it all she's the reason why we're all here carmen is the reason kind of funny toronto exists 100 percent. yeah so thank bye, you carmen <laughs> we need to have like a plaque on the facebook page that's just oh yeah like, just thank you to her We'll have to have like a tournament at some point. We'll just name the, the tournament trophy after Carmen. <laughs> AJ's so, in the Twitch chat as well. He's thanking Carmen. Yes. <laughs> okay. So um, I guess from from there. Um, so when Cozy made the call to action to start yes. the Kind of Funny Toronto podcast, what made you want to jump in and be a part of Press YYZ? What eventually became Press YYZ? 
Also came up with the name. I really like it. It's a very good name. <laughs> that's about all I've done. That's about that and talking for hours is all I contribute to the show. Well, when it's a podcast, you know, talking is kind of very important. So you do a very also good true. job. I got to say that. You, you're very down on yourself when you say you don't contribute a lot. But you do. You contribute a lot of the personality to the show. So thank you I'm, for that. I'm self-deprecating by nature. So it's just part of my, you know, I mean, weird we antisocial charm. Uh, no. So it had been something I've, I've been looking for a new creative outlet uh, towards the end of 2019, beginning of 2020, you know, work is one thing and software development is relatively creative of a field, you know, in terms of problem solving and, and all that sort of thing. But I, I had previously worked on a lot of like iOS and Android applications in my day to day. And that visual, you know, stimulus from working on something you can immediately see and make changes to and, and iterate on was something I was missing with my current job. Uh, not to say I don't like it. I really like it. The people are great. Everything's phenomenal. I can't see myself being anywhere but there. But at the same time, I was looking for a way to be more creative. And when Cozy posted in the kind of funny Toronto Facebook group, a light bulb went off and I just, I knew whatever this was going to be, even if it was just, you know, contributing the news or coming up with, you know, weird catchphrases or ideas or whatever, even if I wasn't a part of the show, I wanted to contribute to something mm -hmm. and it just grew from there. It's been great. Yeah, this uh, this whole venture uh, has been quite awesome, and it's been something that I've wanted to, like a podcast I've wanted to do for yeah. a while. Uh, like, I, and so as soon as I saw the opportunity, it's like immediately just got to jump on that. And yeah. I couldn't have thought of a better group of people to be doing it with because everyone is so open to wanting to improve this as best as they can. Yeah. And so. Yeah, we found we got some really good hosts on this show. That's for sure. I agree 100%. Yeah, and it, like it, it can be a show like this where it's just you and me and with Cozy working the ones and twos or it can be all five of us talking for hours on end. Like I feel if we didn't put a cap on it, we we could probably talk on certain things for, you know, four or five, six hours and it would feel like yeah. no time's passed at all for us. Mm. Might not be the best content, but <laughs> I think we uh, we found a group of people that are very like-minded and, and have like-minded in ways but have very unique perspectives on certain aspects of this industry which i think lends itself to a more complete show which is why it's just been so fun working with you guys the last few months and putting this show together every week yeah and especially as of right now it's like this is oh in a thank lot of god the highlight yeah. of the week getting to talk to other people for more than a couple of minutes yeah, I know um, the or first over messages is great. <laughs> yeah, the first couple of months that we did this show, or not couple, like the first month or two of quarantine, yeah. I was alone, and a lot of the episodes you can go back, and I do mention a bunch about you know missing Carmen and being alone, and this being a real escape from those sort of you know less than ideal thoughts. It's great having her here now. Uh, other than. The fact that she's staring at me right now with a cracker and cheese just sitting in her mouth with this weird look on her face. Uh, <laughs> so the days have been much more interesting since she's moved in. But mm -hmm. I still, yeah, th this is one of the highlights of my week. Every yeah. week is to get together with you guys and do something fun. Yeah. And, you know, if you're listening to this episode, you're getting a second helping, which is great. I'm really glad that we're... Which is us really needing to, more things to do to keep ourselves busy or we're going to go insane. Basically. one, Yeah, that's basically <laughs> the gist of it. Um, so I guess I'll kind of... This is now kind of going back to the question I was initially going to. Um, where did your fascination with Disney come from? And then what is your favorite Disney movie? Okay, so... 
Because you talk about it all the time on the podcast. I do about talk about it all the time. Just I so into Disney. <laughs> I really can't pinpoint where it came from, to be honest. I mean, as a kid, you know, Disney was around. We owned a bunch of the VHSs in those weird, blocky clamshell cases, yeah. uh, and they like Aladdin, Lion King, uh, Little Mermaid. Like those movies were all Pocahontas. Those movies were always on repeat in our house. Mm-hmm. But I think I developed a greater appreciation for them. So it, around the time I was gra- like the year I graduated high school, so in June 2010, Pixar released Toy Story three. Oh, if you're yes. familiar at all with the plot of Toy Story three, to see that the week that I graduated high school, nearly broke me. <laughs> and just yeah, the I could the, the the subtleties of the storytelling and the quality of the writing and the animation and knowing I was going into a field that is you know not animation but it is software development so it is interesting for me to think about the ways that they use the tools they do to build the worlds and the narratives that they do and i think it just sort of spitballed from there and carmen is also a huge disney nut so i think the two of us together that's like our biggest shared like pastime is just disney shit Ah, (laughs) so we we watch a lot of disney plus um Thank God for that service. It saved me a lot of money rather than having to buy stuff on iTunes. We got engaged at Disney World, which was incredible. And I want to... Okay, so when you say favorite Disney movie, do you mean like traditional Disney movie? Because like Star Wars is Disney. Marvel is Disney. Yeah, let's keep Marvel and Star Wars out for the time being because I'm sure we'll come back to those. But what like traditional Disney animation movie? I... Okay, so traditional animated movie, for me, it's probably, if, if I'm talking pure Disney, it's probably the original Toy Story. Okay. Oh, wait, no, that's Pixar. Crap. No, yeah, so that's... Uh, I think Lion King re- okay. is really special to me. It's one I saw a lot as a kid. Mm-hmm. Carmen and I actually, on our first anniversary, we went and saw the 3D re-release of The Lion King. I've seen The Lion King uh, in theater a couple of times now. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, then, then there was the live action one. We're not going to talk about that. Yeah. Um, which we actually also saw, but that was a different experience. <laughs> and I'll leave it at that. But yeah, I think traditional Disney film, it's probably The Lion King. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and so this is actually a question from the chat, which is still kind of related to the Disney uh, from Nate Plays Games. Uh, rank the prequel trilogy. Oh. Can I include yeah. Clone Wars? No, you can't. You got to do the George Lucas prequel movies. Okay, so it's three, one, two. And the only okay. reason why one edges out two is because of the pod raising. Yeah, you know what? There are no things. redeeming qualities to episode two whatsoever. Yeah, it's really bad. <laughs> Just even like... There are visually. the seismic charges, you know? But like everything in that movie is just Also ugly. Yoda... Don't forget about Yoda. The best thing episode two gave us was a backdoor pilot into what became the best prequel content, which was the Clone Wars. Fair enough. You know what? (laughs) I'll I'll take that. Um, So I guess, you know, just before we completely get off the the Disney talk, uh, I do want to also ask, well, we'll include their other stuff. So you already said Toy Story 1. Would that that be your favorite Pixar movie? Rob, it would either be Toy Story or... See, it... Pixar movies specifically, like there's Toy Story, there's The Incredibles, there's yeah, that, that, uh, there's Wall-E, there's Up. that first run of Pixar movies are My God. some of the like greatest animated movies. There's like greatest some of the best movies, movies. Of all. Yeah. yeah, like 
Like they are incredible. The Incredibles as well. Yeah, no, I think so. I've always been a Marvel and a DC nut, mostly mm-hmm. more more so on the Marvel side. Growing up with the '90s X Men and Spider Man shows that were on Fox Kids. For yeah. those of you that can remember are- Fox Kids, which is not Alex. I watched the Spider-Man one. Screw you. I got them on DVD, though. I was going to say, yeah, you didn't watch them when they were on television. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, growing up, I was a big superhero fan, so The Incredibles hit a certain place for me. It's the best uh, Fantastic Four movie that never got made. I have faith that Disney and Marvel Studios are going to fix it, but we'll have to wait and see. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, no, so for me... I. No, you know, for me, I think the best Pixar movie is probably Up because I cannot watch the movie without crying. Yeah. That movie is just, it's so well written. It hits home every time. It doesn't matter if you've seen it once, twice, or a hundred times. It really, from an emotional standpoint, it really gets to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the story of Wally and consumerism and, you know, future society de- degrading into what it did was also very poignant for its time. Yeah. Uh, so I guess just before we jump off the Disney train, favorite MCU movie. Just let's get the full trifecta going. I, I, I do want to say one thing. Nate's in the chat again saying to watch mm-hmm. the gallery Mandalorian about. So in, in in one of the episodes of the gallery, which is a documentary series following the making of season one of the Mandalorian, Dave Filoni, who is responsible for the Clone Wars, gives a whole pitch about why. Qui-Gon dying in episode one is what ultimately led to Anakin turning to the dark side and led to the entire yes. original trilogy. And I, I really, really like that hit home for me. I still think episode one is better than episode two. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Especially given that fact with the, yeah. Yeah. So, so favorite MCU movie, favorite MCU movie. I mean, saying Endgame is a cop-out, but probably... End- so in terms of hype, it was Endgame because the moments in that movie that just gave me goosebumps are... Like, that's the only one that I've cried in more than once. Actually, no, that's not true. I cried in... Inf- no, yeah, Infinity Ward, I cried through the entire end of it, but, like, Endgame mm-hmm. really hit home from a hype moment perspective. Yeah. But I think my f- the, the best film in the MCU that... I think the best film is Winter Soldier. But that's my very, favorite is Endgame. very good choice. Okay, yeah. you know what? I, I completely get that. Like, I've got yeah. I've got that sort of same thing of, like, there are movies, like, with Endgame and Infinity War, it's, like, the event nature of those movies exactly. can't be understated, but they're not my favorite movies in the MCU, or they're not, but, like, I love the experience I had watching yeah, them. Yeah, so going, I, going I to the 7 o'clock showing the yeah. day that the movie released in a theater full of nerds who also love this stuff with Cap and the Hammer. Oh, my God assemble yes. y- y- when they built that house with that hammer it was amazing you can't write this stuff any better than they did it was perfect yes. so press yyz yes. as you know is a video game show wait we haven't been talking about video games we have not and that is where <laughs> we are going to start let's do it what is mitch george's favorite game of all time or at least like give me a couple of your favorite games because i know narrowing it down to the one is always a little difficult hi carmen i can see you waving so can Twitch. So check us out on twitch.tv slash pressyyz. The follow is very much appreciated. So yes. I've actually been, something I've been doing this year is tracking the games I've been playing as well as building my top 10 favorite games of all time in an app called GG. So mm-hmm. based on that and what I have in there right now, and this is subject to change, I think my favorite game of all time is Pokemon Blue. Okay. 
followed by Tetris, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, Marvel's Spider-Man for PS4, and Super Mario World, rounding out my top five. Um, so, yeah, that's a pretty solid, solid list. And um, would you say that that's kind of like your order of them, or is it kind of like they're kind of interchangeable at a certain point? It's pretty fluid. I think, so... Pokemon Blue and Tetris on the original Game Boy mean a lot to me because I think Tetris was the first game I've ever played, or at least mm-hmm. I owned, and it was mine. Okay. Uh, and Pokemon has been a staple of my entire... Like, if there was one series that defines me in terms of video games, it's Pokemon. And right, it's yeah. been so important to me and my journey through this medium that those two are top three, no matter what. Unless something okay, comes yeah. and completely blows it out of the water. It's like those two are th- like near the top. Zelda, Spider-Man, Mario, whatever day you catch me on, that could move around. But right. that's more or less the top five, the way it is. And you've been talking so much praise about Final Fantasy VII Remake. Do yes. you think that that has now, that has actually, like, because you say it's it's probably one of your favorite games of all time. Has I it do. cracked that echelon? It has, in fact, cracked this top 10 list. It not, okay. and it actually knocked, so the game that was at number 10 so it ended up at number eight in the terms of where I rank my top 10 of all time, even though it's pretty fluid. It actually mm-hmm. knocked another Pokemon game off the list that was in the oh. 10 spot. Which which so one? That was uh, Pokemon HeartGold. Oh. The okay. DS remakes of Gen 2, which I feel are far superior to the originals and improve. Like that was the pinnacle of Pokemon for that generation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so yeah, for me, Final Fantasy VII definitely takes a spot. I've gone back. I've started hard mode. It's so good. I'm so glad that this game exists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was quite a wonderful experience. But I guess going back to the the Pokemon. So we on Press YYZ, we made our definitive list of the top 10 Pokemon of all time. As curated and by me. You, yeah, but you were very disagreeable on the placement and the Pokemon that were on the list. It's because it was a terrible list. Uh, Well, what would you say is your, then, we don't need to do all 10, but what what would be the number one Pokemon on Mitch George's list of Pokemon? Probably, so the the design I've always liked the most is probably Heracross from Gen 2. Uh, A couple of other things have, you know, caught my eye over the years. Lucario is another one that's a great standout to me. I really like the design of Lucario. Um, But yeah. I think, and also Infernape, which was the final evolution of the Gen 4. Cozy will correct me if I'm wrong, the Gen 4 Firestarter. Uh, right. I really like that design as well. That's correct. It yeah. was Infernape. So okay. yeah, those three are probably like the, the three that I resonate with the most. Okay. And I guess speaking of starters, what who is your favorite starter in any of the games? Oh. Huh. It's a good one. I really like the design for Litten in okay. pokemon sun and moon just the idea of a heel wrestler i was really into wrestling as a kid and then over the last couple of years I've had, I've had a friend that's still been really into it so i've sort of started following it in passing again and the idea of a heel wrestler being a fire dark type and mm. it, i just thought it was really interesting and neat and different because you know a, there was there's a big fervor on the internet that fire starters always become firefighting because there's been i think four at this point cozy correct me if i'm wrong at least three i can think of at least two uh, there are three that yeah I can there think are of. three there's okay. blaziken ambor and infernate 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, people, there have been many kind of false instances where people have feared that a fire starter was going to become firefighting, but it turned out to be false. Uh, like, for instance, with uh, Incineroar, people were under the impression that it was going to become firefighting because it's the mid evolution in that line. One of the, like, its Pokedex entry suggested that its legs were becoming stronger and more buff, and people feared, uh oh, here we go, another firefighting. Another but bipedal it fighting went type. Fire yeah. dark. There was also the same sort of apprehension around Score Bunny when it was revealed that, you know, this thing could end up being firefighting again just because. But yeah, Litten's entire line's design I really liked. Uh, I really liked um, the uh, Fennekin. So Fennekin uh, Brakeson? God, I can't, I can never remember the middle evolution names. And uh, crap, what was the final evolution? Cozy, help me. What was Fennekin's uh, final It was Brennekin, uh, sorry, Fennekin, Brakeson, you got that one correct, Brakeson. and then Delphox. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, I, 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 I've always found myself gravitating towards the fire, or for the most part, gravitating towards fire starters. So their okay. design is usually the one that speaks to me the most. So in the chat, AJ is saying water, fire, grass. How does that, what does that make you feel? It's, for me, it's usually fire. Uh, okay. occasionally water and almost never grass. So you would say that AJ's opinion is a hot take. And speaking of that, what is your biggest gaming hot take? If you wanted to get spicy and you wanted to oh, upset God. somebody by just saying a gaming opinion, you know, is going to just really, really just put a fire under their ass. What, what, what would that be? I don't have a lot of like strong opinions that other people might not agree with. Okay. Um, one that's caused me a bit of trouble recently is that I think Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 is a good game. And the internet disagrees with that. It's I pretty mild, but... How, yeah, like, I don't understand how, like... I don't understand how you could think that that's not a good game. Like, at least just a fun action game. Like, yeah, it's not the greatest game of all time, but I don't think it's, that's it's what not, they were Yeah, exactly. It's not great. It's good, but it's yeah. not as bad as people try to make it out to be. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it feels very in line with the other games in the franchise. Uh, I do have one that most people won't agree with, I think, in that okay. I don't think Rockstar makes good games. Ooh, that actually, that is a, that's a pretty big, that's a pretty big hot take. So. There is never, the only Rockstar game I've ever finished was Vice City. And even then, I probably did it after owning it for like four years, because all I ever did was use that game as a sandbox and go in and use cheat codes and mess with the game. I've never really been enthralled in the story. The mechanics are so-so. It's just never really been my thing. Okay, well, I mean, you know. There's your hot take. disagree. There's, there's my big Red Dead Redemption 2 poster right <laughs> Oh, there. no, so I you know. already know my opinion. I already know your opinion on Red Dead. Don't worry. Okay. Um, so, I guess since we're talking about stories and you don't think Rockstar has very good uh, or you're not been enthralled with the story. What has been a story that you've been enthralled with to the point that it has made you cry? What is a game story that has made you cry? The Walking Dead season one. Yeah, that's a. It's not that's a great a very... game mechanically, but the writing is next level, yeah. and it really makes you feel for these characters. I don't. I didn't find myself gravitating towards the later seasons. I think I played yeah. the second one and then stopped. Yeah, but that's, that that's the ending the of that first well. season just. It, it hit me in a way no other game really has. Yeah, it's that, uh, even I got it spoiled for me going oh, no. because of the, yeah, because of the unfortunate nature of The Walking Dead when it was coming out was that they were episodic yeah. and I didn't 
play the final episode uh, when it first came out. And so I just kind of through osmosis got it spoiled for me. And That's even knowing that it was still, but even then still knowing that it's still the execution of it is so heartbreaking that I, it still got me. So. so our Twitch chat is saying The Last of Us, and The yes. Last of Us is another one that absolutely crushed me. Yes. I don't know if I'm prepared to play The Last of Us Part Two when it releases, yeah, but I know I have to. Yeah, I that's going to be a hard one to, to get through. Just Especially with the, the current climate, yeah. you know, global pandemic. Oh, but, man. Um, so... I guess going on The Last of Us, The Last of Us is a game that in a lot of ways I didn't think needed a sequel, but we're getting one, and regardless, I'm excited for. But what is a game that you personally really want a sequel to? Spider-Man. Spider-Man? Okay. I need I need another Insomniac Spider-Man. Inject that directly in my veins. They did yes. such a phenomenal job with the first one, I can't even imagine how, what level they're going to take it to with yes. a subsequent and sequel. I've yeah, always and... been a sucker. I mean, I've always been a sucker for Spider-Man games. My... My my fondest memory of the PlayStation 1 was beating Neversoft's Spider-Man game, which was, I mean, in hindsight, it's not a very good game, but at the time, blew my mind. And Spider-Man has been that, is probably my favorite Marvel hero. So oh, yeah. those games, the games that were on the PS3, uh, specifically, uh, what was it? Uh, Shattered Edge Dimension? Of Shattered Dimensions, yes. I yes. freaking love that game. Yeah, that was so, that was my first introduction to Spider-Man Noir and 2099, which yeah. was really cool. Yeah, I've so one of my biggest regrets is not getting more into buying or reading comics. I've I've mm-hmm. I've in, digested a lot of it again just through osmosis and just going down a Wikipedia rabbit hole. Uh, but something I've been wanting to do over this quarantine is the Toronto Public Library offers access to a bunch of different streaming services where you can like borrow content like audiobooks or movies and stuff and there's one oh, what the heck's the name of it i want to give everyone all the details because it's definitely something you got to check out if you have a library card uh hoopla h-o-o-p-l-a it's an app you can get access to with your toronto library card and you can basically get access to a ton of different comic content and i'm going to start over this break or isolation trying to consume more comic content for sure yeah, uh, so Spider-Man would be that character that you would want to sort of get through that content for, or is there any are there any books or series uh, that you've got sort of your eye on that you want to hit first? Um, so I was reading a bunch of the newer Power Ranger comics, uh, which was a big part of my childhood, and I want to get back to those and finish those. Um, otherwise, I'm. I probably would seek out just like the reading order for certain events. So like a while back I did all of uh, civil war. Mm. So I might go back and do civil war two, which was a thing and read through that content. Cause I haven't really gotten to that. So that would probably mm. be next on my, uh, my to-do list. Okay. So another question from the chat, this one just came in. It's a, it's very unrelated to games, but Perfect. I think it's still important to know, uh, just, you know, it, I think it'll be a nice little, nice little, um, anecdote. Uh, how, yeah. How did you, uh, how did Mitch know? And this is from Nate plays games. How did Nate's, Mitch Nate's know? Nate's killing it. Yeah, he is. Uh, how did Mitch know that Carmen was the person he wanted to spend the rest of his life with? Oh, that's a good question. Um, yeah. As soon as I saw it, I knew it had to come in. <laughs> yeah. Cause she's going to sit right here and judge my answer. 
Oh, and she's now just hearing it on the delay and looking at me. So. It's a 10 second delay. <laughs> um, so we met in high school and funny story. I asked her to prom. She said mm-hmm. no. Uh, <laughs> and that was awkward. Uh, oh gosh, she's coming over here. Um, hi. Uh, yeah. So the, we were friends for a long time and a relationship just naturally developed out of that. And it, 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 I can't really pinpoint a moment. It's just like, I've always kind of felt like we were going to be together without needing to have this aha moment of knowing we were going to be together. Like it just, I don't know. It was just a natural progression to everything else that had been going on between us and, just getting to know each other better, you know, meeting each other's friends, just being with each other's families. And I I just always kind of knew that it was going to happen without anything, any real moment saying, Oh yeah, this is it. I just knew. Okay. It's weird, but yeah, Yeah, you know what? That, that makes sense. It's not like, there's not that, that fairy tale moment where it's just like, Nope, everything makes sense. I completely understand that. No, the fairy tale moment was getting engaged in front of the castle at Disney world. Yeah. So it comes in it comes in different respects. So this is another question from the chat uh, from right. our very own Cozy Bear. All right. um, what are Mitch's thoughts on the CN Tower? And I guess I'll I'll expand that uh, as well to not just the CN Tower, but Toronto as a whole, the city that you are from. Uh, the CN Tower is tall. It is very tall. I have lived here my entire life. So all twenty eight years of my existence, I've lived in Toronto. I have been to the top of that tower exactly one time. It's just not so the the thing about growing up in Toronto is you don't necessarily go and take in the tourist attractions the way other visitors to the city do. So it's it's just always kind of been there. It's not something you you do or you see. And for me, Toronto is just it, for me it's family. It's where I've grown up, it's where my family is, it's where Carmen's family is. It's it's just it, it is home. Uh it's phenomenal food the multiculturalism of the city just lends itself so well to like there's so much food i've tried here that i wouldn't have been able to try otherwise without spending thousands of dollars to to travel the world and it's just a kind city so i've never really felt personally i mean everyone has occasions where you know they feel down or whatever and you know some of it's just the nature of what environment you're in but overall i've never really felt at e- or like un- uneasy being in the city like every like i've never felt like anyone being super aggressive towards me or hate or anything like that and it's it's just nice to be in a place where people are generally nice which mm-hmm. i appreciate so and if anyone needs any recommendations on things to do if they're in toronto just hit me up i you know and i'd probably take you on the tour myself because there's a lot of this city that I haven't seen because I don't do the touristy stuff typically. Mm-hmm. So yeah. you would say that you could give a masterclass on Toronto. And speaking of masterclasses, what is a game that you also could do a masterclass on while you're on the masterclass tour of Toronto? I mean, we've answered this already. We'd be playing Pokemon Go the entire time, and I'd be giving you the entire history of the Pokemon franchise. Fair Come enough. on. That is, I mean, I, that, it's what I assumed, but I needed to hear you say it. If you, like, I... I'm no uh, Joe Merrick, uh, Joe being the creator of Cerebi.net, one of the premier resources of Pokemon content. I'm not encyclopedic, but you could probably put any, I'm going to say any Pokemon in front of me and I could probably name it. 
like 98% probably, unless I'm really drunk. Okay. Uh, that's a challenge that we definitely need to, to We will get it on stream. Carmen will make sure I'm su- sufficiently drunk. It'll be fun. Yes. Okay. Um, so, I don't really have a good segue for any of these other don't need questions. Um, so, you're a big fan of Smash Brothers. Who is your main? My main is not the wine Carmen is putting in front of my mouth for some reason. I don't drink wine. I'm good. Thank you. Uh, my main has shifted around a bit over the years. Uh, for a while, it was uh, Lucario, just because mm-hmm. it's one of my favorite Pokemon. Uh, it was Greninja for a bit, Pokemon Trainer, Pikachu. Uh, again, Pokemon, pretty clutch in terms of my video game history. Uh, but most recently, I think I've been using a lot of Bowser. Bowser's been kind of my go-to. Okay, okay cool. Yeah. Uh, and so, if um, as well, I guess since we're on the Smash talk... If you could have any character in Smash, who would it be? Ooh. Let's keep it to, to just video game characters, at least. I, cause all I know right, you could, all right. Yeah. Uh, at I least think for... Yeah. Yeah. So I I have a couple. One is going to be blatantly obvious because I'm a, a huge Pokemon fan, but... Um, well, uh, was it Cind- Cinderace? The fire starter from the most recent games, I think, would be fun. Uh, but the the character I most would like to see, and this is one that this is from a series that historically I haven't really been into, but over the last few years I really enjoyed was uh, Sora from Kingdom Hearts. So I'd like to see okay. Sora join the the cast of Smash Brothers. But Kingdom with Hearts, the, more like Kingdom Farts. Just That's all give I me more Disney. Do. Come on. Yeah. Um, I don't think you're going to be getting anything from Disney. God no, uh, they wouldn't play ball Smash on that. Game. Unless yeah, you know, no uh, well, I mean, they've got John Drake over there now. If he's if he's got any strings to pull, it would be get a character in Smash. I mean, you know what? Smash or Nintendo and Disney are very similar companies in the fact that they are kind of like the family friendly company that you could kind of always rely on. So it's it's possible, but uh, very unlikely. But you know, maybe one day. You gotta so, keep your fingers crossed. Yeah, you you always gotta hold out hope. If not, then uh, Goku. Oh, okay, yeah. Who is not a video game character, but I don't care. Goku would be dope in Smash. Man. Okay, so AJ, uh, who's been contributing quite a bit in the Twitch chat, is really nailing. He really knows you. Oh, he does. Like, I he know. Just, yeah, he just, he's been, uh, he answered your question on the, what do you think of the CN Tower? He also said, Mitch thinks it's tall. And then he also wrote Goku. So AJ, man, you've got uh, insider knowledge, clearly. Absolutely. Okay. So, what is one of your this uh, this is kind of a there's two parts to this question. Cool. So, what is your what is a game? Uh, what is what game has your favorite soundtrack? Ooh, that's that's a tough one. Um, I mean the the cop out is going to be me saying Rock Band Four with all of my DLC and content carried over from every previous Rock Band into that game. But honestly, Rock Band as a platform really shaped a lot of my musical taste growing up. Cause I think the first one came out and I was still in high school and I played it right mm-hmm. up until rock band four came out a few years ago. Uh, so I would say it's gotta be like just rock band as a whole and how it shaped my musical taste. If okay, you're talking so you, like original soundtrack. Yeah. That's kind of where I was more leaning to. Cause my next question was going to be what it, what sound, what game has your favorite contemporary soundtrack? Okay. So, so. I, I, I jumped the gun there a bit. Just slightly. Um, I don't, so, I mean, my cop-out is going to be any of the Pokemon games, but 
so recently is there one that stands out more than the others again prob i think my favorite was probably black and white or black and white too okay. uh but i've been running into this so i use apple music for my music streaming mm-hmm. and for whatever reason there is like no pokemon music on there game freak has it all on itunes but you can't just stream it through apple music which that's weird really irks me uh, so recently, I've really been jamming out to uh, a few different soundtracks, one being the soundtrack to the Scott Pilgrim game that came out on the PS3 by oh, Anamanaguchi uh, is really dope. And uh, something super recent is the soundtrack to Streets of Rage 4, which okay. is so freaking good. Like, it's it's mm-hmm. crazy how good the soundtrack to that game is. Um, so, um, hmm. What... What is the number one game on your backlog, and why haven't you played it yet? Oh, that's a good one. Um, so it's actually two that I bought recently. I'm going to say both because they're both just sitting there waiting for me to play them while I continue to play Final Fantasy VII Remake. Is Skyrim and the, and the Witcher 3. I have played neither of those games. So those How are probably you, near the top there. Have you played the Fallout games? I've played three Okay, so yeah. you're so you're not too much into like the Bethesda games as it seems. Not super into it. Like so Skyrim came out when I was in university. There were I had a lot of friends that were playing it. Uh, but it just it never really seemed like my kind of game. I was never okay. really into those kind of RPGs, but recently I started playing Dungeons and Dragons, and a lot of the lore and story from that lends itself to other of like these bigger RPG style games from bethesda or, or uh, cd project so i'm really hoping i can find some time to dig into those uh so aj is saying in the chat play the witcher i'm gonna play the agree. witcher i bought it i will play it it's just a matter of when the thing is uh, i would say probably you'd want to play skyrim first because if you go backwards with that if you play if you play the witcher first then try skyrim it'll feel very very <laughs> archaic I, I so i did boot up skyrim i played maybe 20 minutes i got out of like that first area Okay. And hit the the open world, uh, and didn't really do anything after that. So I will yeah. I will boot it back up, but Final Fantasy VII remake so good. Yeah, once you get that platinum, then I gotta then get that. Platinum. The world will be your oyster. I'm not a platinum guy. I've got like twelve or thirteen, I think. But this is one. So I think I feel like I had more, but when I changed my PSN name, a bunch of stuff just poofed because I feel like a bunch of the stuff I like I had a bunch of crappy platinums on the Vita that I know should be there, like Resistance, Retribution, and uh, was another one that I got that was really bad. Well, not bad, but, like, attainable. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's escaping me at the moment. I, it's on the tip of my tongue, too. That's eh, okay. But, like, there was a bunch... I think I did Guacamelee there, actually. So it's like, there oh. are a few that should be there that I don't think are, and mm-hmm. I think that might have been due to the PSN name change, which doesn't really bother me that much. I know Cozy would probably go cry in a corner. If he lost any of his Platinums. Um, but Final Fantasy VII is definitely one I'm going to try to get to. Okay. So, yeah, I guess that kind of jumps into one of the other questions I've got, which doesn't have to be a... Because uh, it's it's what's your biggest uh, game achievement, which it doesn't have to be then a trophy that you've earned, but, like, what is something that you've done in a game that you're like, I can't believe I've done that. Like, that's amazing. And it's something, like, you will always kind of hold to, like, a high standard. So one I like to tell people about just because it's such an amazing game is getting the Platinum in Spider-Man. But that's just because it's an attainable Platinum. It's Mm -hmm. a good trophy list in terms of getting you to explore every corner of the game, 
complete all the optional side quests and that sort of thing. But it, it's it's not to a point where like it, it's accessible. It's mm-hmm. like when you get into something like Final Fantasy VII, where there are achievements or trophies locked behind hard mode or locked behind some of the the hardest challenges in the game. There are there is a segment of people that are just aren't physically going to be able to complete those tasks and i yeah. don't like the idea like i like the idea of making it skill-based but make make either make your game more accessible so that people with limited motor skills are able to achieve it or make it something like spider-man where with enough you know investment in the game and i like investment in understanding the mechanics and how the game operates you can fairly easily with minimal you know, having to backtrack or try things a thousand times. You don't really need to do that in Spider-Man. It's it's very achievable in terms of yeah. what it can do. So it's not that I'm I'm not proud that I got the platinum because it's an attainable platinum. I'm I'm sort of an advocate for the way that they designed that trophy list. So that's the okay. one I just tell everyone, you need to play this game. Okay, yeah. That's I mean it was my first platinum as well. So I I'm sure it I was for a lot of people. Yeah. It also doesn't help that it was also my first PlayStation 4 game because that was the reason why I bought the console. So but, that's you know. a great place to start. Yeah, uh, but I got the Spider-Man PS4, and it oh is the most beautiful thing. I wish I had that thing. Hole. Yeah, uh, but I, I... actually. Oh, just very quickly, there's actually a little hole in it because I was carrying it. How and dare I you? Sli- I slipped on the one piece of ice that there was on the sidewalk. And there's a nice little hole right between the two spider legs. But you know what? It just means that it's mine. Oh, my God. You're a monster. Yeah, I know. I, I, have, so a, I have a good broken console that. story that I think I told on the show previously. So we won't get back to it. Um, yeah. I think but I I, So I actually upgraded my PS4 from a base to a pro specifically mm-hmm. for when Spider-Man came out. Because I had the 4K did just TV. Get the, did you just get the standard pro? Like the uh, standard Yeah, just the one? standard pro. Uh, okay. But I did so at a Shopper's Drug Mart, which is a... Uh, drug store chain here in Canada, but they have a loyalty program and there are some stores that sell video games. So I was able to just redeem loyalty points for this PS4. And I think I was able to redeem it at a time where it was like redeem $250 worth of points and they're worth 400. So I literally bought the PS4 and like a bag of garbage or a box of garbage bags to put it over $400. And the whole thing cost me like 50 bucks because of tax. Wow. It was, yeah. Anyone in Canada optimize those pc optimum points find a shoppers that sells games near you and abuse the crap out of the system because i know i do well a uh, place so shoppers is definitely a place that you'll be going to to buy the games uh but what are some of those games what's a game that you're looking forward to that will soon be in a shoppers like what's the <laughs> your most anticipated i'm trying to figure out a way to no no it's a good segue good segue in. good segue um, okay so what is yeah what is your most anticipated game upcoming that you know about I don't plan on going to shoppers anytime soon to buy games. I think for the time That's being bad. and for yeah. the for the foreseeable future, most of my game purchases will be digital. Um, just, you know, better safe than sorry. I did that with Final Fantasy, and I'll probably do that with The Last of Us and Ghost of Tsushima. Mm-hmm. And I think that would be my answer to the question is Ghost of Tsushima after the state of play that just happened. Okay. I'm very interested in what they're doing. Breath of the Wild is one of my favorite games of all time, and this looks like a Breath of the Wild with Samurais. Which, sign me the hell up. The Last of Us, I know what I'm going to get, and the story is going to be phenomenal. Ghost of Tsushima, I don't know what I'm getting. The Infamous Games are some of my favorites, so I trust Sucker Punch to make something awesome. And it'll be great to see what they uh, what they come up with as a final product. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm very much looking forward to those. I was uh, more hoping you were gonna be talking about Avengers a little bit because I know oh my god, it's another Goldie's... game that it's that, another game. That's that a game I'm very about. much looking forward to. I'm gonna talk about it a ton if and when it comes out. Um, I think just, you're probably the only one who's actually looking forward to that game. I don't care. I want it so. Like this is another Marvel Ultimate Alliance three situation where I freaking love, you know, the X Men Legends series, which led to the Marvel Ultimate Alliance series, which led us to MUA three. Um, you put superheroes in anything, I will at least play it. It might not be good, but I'm still going to play it. <laughs> and I'm not a games as a service guy. And if Avengers ends up being games as a service and they do it well and it plays fine, I will probably sink hundreds of hours into it. Also, Tony yeah. Hawk is going to be real good. And I'm so looking forward to that when that comes yeah. out in September. Yeah. You do say that you're not games as a service type guy, but you did put what, like 40 hours into the division. So uh at least yeah that was uh that that was very uncommon of me and it really did it it actually came up fluidly within the kind of funny toronto community as there was another best friend that wanted to play it wanted to stream it does stream regularly uh loki mike and we sunk a ton of time in that game when it was only four dollars that we said hey let's go buy the dlc and then didn't play much of the dlc well i mean and uh, Cozy in the chat as well also has a very good, uh, very cool point that I don't think will unfortunately pan out because I'm probably not going to be buying the game. Uh, and I don't know if anyone else on the podcast will be, but he was saying, I really hope that we'll be able to platinum Avengers together. I'm in if you Which, are, Cozy. We'll find a crew of kind of funny best friends. We don't need these guys, these chumps that aren't going to buy if what will be a drop, masterpiece. If reviews drop and the game is actually good, then I will buy it. If that game but gets it also a comes seven... out the same week. It comes out the same week as Cyberpunk. As oh, that's well, bad. So it's kind of, that's it's bad. kind of like I'm gonna really need to choose what's gonna be taking my time. Uh, where's so. the Cyberpunk controller right now? Uh oh, it's on the desk. So yeah. So I, I think got, I think we know where your allegiances lie when it comes to yeah. that day. Well, there's also then I've also got the Cyberpunk uh, varsity jacket as well. I'm just this is gonna be really bad for the audio listeners, but yeah. Too like, bad. I'm, I'm full in on cyberpunk. I love the genre. Blade Runner is one of my favorite movies of all time, and it feels like it's going to be Blade Runner the game, and so I'm all in. I, I will get to it. I will play it, but I will play Avengers first. That's we, need, we need to cover both for the show. So Cozy and me will play Avengers, and the rest of you can deal with, you know, cybernetically enhanced genitalia. It's fine. I hope that I can have a Barrett 50 Cal coming out of my character in some place. Uh, so speaking of, well, back to, back to you, um, back to me. we're probably not going to go for too, too much longer, but, uh, if video games did not exist, what would you be doing with all of your free time? Probably going a little insane given Fair everything enough. going on right now, but I'd probably just spend more time with Carmen, spend more time cooking. I need to cook more cause you know, I'm a bit of a chunkier fella and I need to worry about my health a little bit more as I get older. Um, I would most definitely be way more into comic books than I historically have been. And Mm -hmm. I would continue to stream and advocate for anything Disney does and or acquires. You want Disney to rule the world. They already do. They, they rule my wallet. That's for damn sure. Yeah, they know they've, they've just got a, they've got a direct access to your bank account. Oh yeah. 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 Honest. So in the U S Disney offers a credit card. And I really wish they offered it here. And I'll leave it at that. Fair enough. <laughs> um, 
Okay. Uh, oh, man. Um, is there any game that you had to stop playing because you were just way too addicted to it and you just kept playing it? Way too... Okay, so one... Like, you just... Like you put way too much time into it and either, like, you wanted to stop playing it to play other games or you just needed to stop for your own sake. I Okay, so the one that I've told on the podcast before, and I've, I've mentioned this in passing, was Marvel's Avengers Academy on iOS, mm -hmm. which was a free-to-play game that had a bunch of time-locked activities where you'd invest resources, and they had timed events, and those events, if you didn't pay real money, you were likely not going to complete it. And I put real money into it, and then put more money into it, and then put more money into it, and got to a point where I had to uninstall it or I was going to keep sinking too much time and too much money into this free-to-play game. So I'm not one for the free-to-play model. That one hooked me just because of the Marvel theming. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, not something I'm proud of. And I'm glad I was able to kick that habit before it cost me too much. Yeah, that's uh, definitely, they, they know, the algorithms with those games are very, very enticing to just kind of keep going with them. Um, so another, another question, uh, is, is there a genre of games that you don't typically enjoy playing, but there's one game in that genre that you're like all in for? So for me, it really is the big open world RPG kind of game. Cause I, f in, in those big open world games, I find myself getting lost in the objectives on the map and not really getting to the main quest and then getting bored. And then st I stop playing. It happened with me with Assassin's Creed Odyssey, which I want to get back to. It'll probably happen at times with Skyrim and Witcher when I do get to them. The one exception I will make to that, and you will argue that this is not an open-world RPG, but I don't care because this is my episode, is The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Well, I, it's definitely an open-world game, so okay. I, can't, I, can't deny, I can't argue that. Fine, fine. Uh, but yeah, that, that game put its hooks in me, and I couldn't, I couldn't stop playing that game. Yeah. So that was my one exception to the big open world was I could not stop playing Breath of the Wild. So if it wasn't Zelda, would you just probably have skipped it? Mm. I guess that's kind of a hard question to yeah, because it was, sort of it was from, for me. It really was a product of when it came out. It was the only thing I owned at launch on the Switch. So that's probably another reason why I sunk so much time into it. But okay, yeah, right. that makes sense. If if there was another big game like that that came out and got nines and tens everywhere, and it was on the Switch, and I didn't have anything else to play, I would pick it up. Okay. Didn't have to be Zelda necessarily, but that didn't hurt. Right. Okay. So I guess, uh, so you said you got the Switch at launch. Are you planning on getting either the Xbox Series X or the PlayStation 5 at launch? Uh, let, let me ask. Carmen, can I buy the PlayStation 5 at launch? I don't care. She doesn't care. So probably the PS5. Uh, right. I've never really been an Xbox guy. I do own a 360 like everyone else on the planet. Uh, but I got it very late in its life cycle. I've been very tempted to pick up an Xbox One given that Game Pass is a thing. Mm -hmm. But I think if... I, I won't pick up either system at launch if there aren't games there that I need to play at launch. I picked up the PS4 at launch with Killzone Shadowfall, which was great. But it was Killzone, okay. it was Killzone Shadowfall and then nothing else for a while. For until, yeah, until Second Sun came out. Basically. Uh, I really enjoyed LEGO... Uh, Lego Marvel Super Heroes. That was a lot, another launch title. I platinum that. Really liked it. But mm. there wasn't a lot there 
Um, so really for me, it does come down to the games. If the games aren't mm-hmm. there, I'm not going to go out day one and get the thing. Okay. Well, I mean, do you think that, do you think that because the fact that the PlayStation 5 is going to be backwards compatible with the PlayStation 4, do you think that changes your decision on whether or not you're going to get it? Cause all you're going to be able to play all of the, the games that you own that. Yeah. Already. So for me, it'll come down to price and release date. If it's after the wedding, I mean, the funds will be available. So sure. Why not? Um, and I mean, just being in quarantine as well, we're saving a ton of money, which is all going towards the wedding, which is great, but maybe I can sneak a, a, a little bit away. Carmen's kind of asleep. She's not really listening. So maybe I can put a bit away for myself. Uh, <laughs> We'll have to wait and see. Uh, honestly, the fact that it is backwards compatible, if there's one game I have to play at launch, then I'm more likely to pick it up than not. Right. Spider- okay. Spider-Man's makes- there at launch. I'm buying it day one. Yeah. It's that simple. I th- that's a little wishful thinking. I don't but- care. I need it. I know. I, I do too. Um, so from the chat as well, uh, Nate plays games. Again, He's, very, he's been very, very key to this episode's success. And Appreciate so him being you. here. Appreciate everyone who's hanging out with us live uh, on twitch.tv slash pressyyz. And we appreciate everyone listening after the fact yes, on your favorite you. podcast service around the globe. What is uh, one of your, so still gaming related, but what is one of your favorite board games? Are your top? Uh, I'd say historically Monopoly because either the game is rigged or I'm just really good at it. Uh, ah, so it's the Mario Party rules. It is the Mario Party rules. Either either it it's wrong or I'm great. Uh, but more recently, I think a game I've really enjoyed is Secret Hitler, which is... Oh, that's like werewolves, right? It's like werewolves. It's, it's not a traditional board game, but like there is a game board. There are cards with... You get a specific role. One player is Hitler. There are other Nazis. And essentially, you're trying to thwart Hitler without knowing who Hitler is within the within the group so it, it can get pretty fun with a a rowdy enough group of folks yeah i could imagine so okay um i think this will be the final question of the q a because we are it. reaching about an hour it Beauty. is the same question that you asked nathan and i just thought it was such a good question it's such a good zeitgeist question of if you had the option to get a million dollars a million dollars but you had to not play video games. The thing that you yourself said was very key to who you are. Would you take it? The me right now, I would say I'm not going to take it. Me with someone in front of me offering me a million dollars to not play video games or be involved with video games ever again. I'm taking that like there's no tomorrow. Okay. So in the moment, I'm taking it. But me sitting back the way I am right now, I, I can't because it's so important to me. But yeah, mm-hmm. someone's with someone's in front of me with a million dollars. Anyone's going to take a million dollars over whatever it is they're offering, unless it's going to kill somebody. So even even in quarantine right now, you would still you would still take that offer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I got Fair a wedding enough. to pay for. Know. I'd like to buy a house and move out of my six hundred square foot apartment. So yeah, I'm taking the money. All right. You ask me in twenty years when I'm more financially stable, probably not. But right now, yeah, it would be great. All right. Well, with that, we now know where your true allegiances lie. No, it, I'm blaming um, I'm blaming the Toronto real estate market. Toronto real oh, estate's yeah. well, friggin' I mean, expensive, and I could is. really use a help. I could really use the help. Yeah, I mean, there's no there's no doubt about that. But I guess uh, we can call it at that. I think. All right. Because we've. I want to try to keep. Uh, I like the fact that these Q and A's are a little bit shorter. I agree. So I want to sort of keep that. 
uh, going. It'll also just be really nice for me later. Uh, so I think with that, we're going to kind of wrap it up. Um, where can people find you if they want to know more or if they've listened this far and they're just like, hey, that's a pretty cool guy. I want to hear all his thoughts and opinions. Where can they find that? I don't do much thoughts and opinions outside of the show. But if you wanted to, you can follow me on Twitter or Instagram where I post a lot of food. Uh, on any social platform, I am Mr. Mitch George. All right. Uh, Cozy, if you are still, if you're back. Yes, I am still here. All right, cool. I, you didn't you didn't message the Discord saying that you were back, so I was just making sure. Where can people sure. find you and all of your technical knowledge? You can find me on Twitter at Alex Cozina. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash CozyBearLive. All right, perfect. And if you want to know more about my antics, I am on Twitter at blatantly underscore Alex, and I'm on Instagram at blatantly Alex. Thank you for watching. And thanks for playing.